everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing. And hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. I am stoked to reconnect with you. I've had the pleasure of interviewing you before for eTalk, but today it's for the Healthiest Hot Podcast, Lillian, which makes me very happy because as someone who likes to live an 80-20 healthy lifestyle, peanut butter is my go-to snack treat. I put it in my smoothies. I put it on rice cakes. I mix it with soy sauce and hot sauce when I'm having tofu. It's fantastic. And you are a trailblazer when it comes to making delicious nut butters for everyone to enjoy, aka the founder of Mumgri. Wow. This is music to my ears. Thank you so much. That is the kindest introduction of all time. I am. Yeah. I'm just blown away. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. And I, I just, I think when we first chatted, the thing that I remember is that you had told me that you love nut butters. And when I learned that I was really excited because I was like, wait a minute, this is, these are the conversations I love to have because I feel like I'm nuts when I talk about nuts all the time. So it's always nice to meet someone who's also enthusiastic about nuts. Yes, I think lately, especially with the pandemic, it's been that my obsessions are now nut butters and sweatpants. <laughs> so sweatpants, that's my life. I thought they, I, I thought they wouldn't last through twenty twenty one, but but they're they're hanging in there, which I'm I'm all about it. I'm here for the sweatpants life. Yeah, like this is my thing. Okay, get yourself like a, a luxurious, elevated loungewear set, and then also treat yourself to a delicious vegan, cruelty-free nut butter. Tell me a little bit about Mom Grief for anyone who's like, what is this word you keep saying? Wow. Well, we we aim to be as inclusive as possible. And, you know, when we started out, it was definitely from my own feeling of being Mumgri. Uh, I was at home uh, after a long day of working and I, you know, had been at work and had gone through the grocery aisle at the grocery store across the street and tried to find a snack. And I just found that it was impossible to find anything that was you know inclusive of the mother diet and there was nothing that just shouted out this is good for you you can have this and you know one of the the running jokes is that you know eating for two is in this is this incredible benefit but it can become really stressful when you have no idea what you should be eating and what's good for you and so uh on one particular day i was at home and i uh my husband was trying to ask me what we wanted to eat for dinner. And I just got frustrated. And I said, I don't know. All I know is that I'm mumgry. And he kind of laughed at me and 
and said, you know, you should trademark that if that's like a word, like what the hell does that even mean? And, um, and it really doesn't have a, a specific definition. It's, it's more of just like a feeling um, because I feel like everyone gets really mumgry all the time for different things. But um, for me particularly, I just felt like there needed to be snack foods available that everyone can enjoy um, no matter what their diet is. So that's kind of how Mungry came about. And, and now we're just trying to, like you said, elevate the experience of eating nut butter and, and uh, provide something that's, that's premium and delicious and vegan. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's cool that you wanted to create uh, a brand and a company that was vegan and that was cruelty-free. Cause I think like when I think of nut butters, I automatically, I guess, assume that they would be vegan and cruelty free. But obviously, if that's something that you guys are standing behind, there must be extra steps. So it's kind of awesome that you're also stepping into that space as well. Absolutely. It, it, it was really surprising to learn about nut butters from a very, you know, like we studied nut butters as though we were going to Harvard to learn about nut butters. And, and one of the things <laughs> that we found was what we grew up eating as kids was really bad for us, like terrible, like it wasn't good. And uh, specifically because it wasn't really peanut butter, it was a whole bunch of things that at the end of the day became, uh, you know, they went under a brand name and they were called a peanut butter, but it was just made up of a lot of things that were not peanuts. And so mm-hmm. um, for us, it was just about bringing it back to the basics and making sure that you and I are able to look at the label and go, oh, okay, I'm eating peanut butter made with peanuts. And that's it. <laughs> There's nothing else in there. There's no hidden ingredients. It's it's only the good stuff. So we, we just really wanted to create something that was delicious and pure. Like, I feel really bad that that day that you got mumgry the first time you said it out loud that that happened, but I'm also really glad that it happened and that your husband picked up on how awesome that name was because yeah. now you've built this world for yourself and it all started from a moment where you were hungry, maybe got a little bit hangry, but you were pregnant. So you were mumgry. And I think whether you're pregnant or not, we all have moments where we're mumgry and now here you are. So how long ago was that when that fateful day where you said mumgry for the first time and realized, you know what, there needs to be better quality snacks out there. So that was 2018. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting because I was working full time when I said the word and, I was very much pregnant and it wasn't until I was um, basically, you know, as I was on my maternity leave, I got notification from my job saying that the company was going to be shutting down. And it was a bit of a crossroads because I had to decide, okay, do I pursue this thing called mumgree that's been kind of brewing in my mind? And, you know, oftentimes we have these conversations about, you know, when was the moment where you knew that this was the thing that you wanted to do? And mm-hmm. um, I found that as much as I tried to do the things that I was used to, which is, you know, going out and getting a job and doing that job as best as possible. And, uh, you know, just kind of the routine of life. Um, I found that nothing was working anymore. Like I had, I had this history of working for, companies and having these really great experiences and, you know, 
quote, moving up within the companies and stuff. But for the first time I was, I was going out for these interviews and I wasn't really into it. And I would say that anyone who's kind of looking to jump into something, um, just listen to kind of what your heart is telling you, because I found that my mind was telling me, get the job. You have a child to raise. You got to make sure that you're, you know, well looked after and that your child, your child is well looked after. But my heart was telling me, you can't go through life telling your child that they can be anything they want to be unless you yourself try to do it on your own and prove it. Right. And so I, I felt like that moment back in 2018 was really important and it, and it just sort of, uh, you know, I feel like finding out that the company was closing really pushed me to take a big chance and it worked out thankfully, (laughs) but it, but it took a lot of years of kind of, you know, negotiating with myself on whether or not I was ready. Um, so. I mean, great job on taking that leap of faith and, you know, taking that first step and, and choosing to follow your heart and to listen to your heart. I is, that sounds terrifying and scary, especially with a little one on the way, but you did it. You did it. And I'm sure it wasn't easy, but like what kind of kept you going when it was difficult, like starting a business, I think is, is a challenge, no matter who you are, what you're going through, but with a baby on the way, going from a secure job to going into this world of nut butters, I mean, that sounds like an exciting adventure, but also a little bit terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. (laughs) I can't even say that I recommend it. I think that it takes a lot of, uh, it took a lot of just, you know, again, talking to myself and, and telling myself that I can do it. But I think that what really helped was I didn't try to become something overnight. Um, and what I mean by that is I was never an entrepreneur. I didn't have, you know, I had hobbies and I had things that I would sell every once in a while, but I never had my own company before. And so the way that I ended up approaching Mumbry was that I kind of created this, like, and I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but I kind of created this uh, imaginary boss of myself. And so every day I would go into you know, the work of it all with pretending that I had someone to report to, because that's just what I was used to. And so it was challenging at times, because as you know, one of the biggest differences, I would say between uh, working for someone and being an entrepreneur is that you have a lot of decisions that you have to end up making at the end of the day. And it took a lot of practice, but I would I would approach each day as though, you know, I had a checklist of things that I had to do. And, and then I would, um, submit like I would send myself emails which sounds completely crazy I would send myself meeting requests and emails and be like you're all done or like here it is it's like boop here's my inbox like it's psychotic like what I was doing in the beginning to kind of convince myself that I can do it was um just making it conducive to what I was used to and not trying to be something else. Um, yeah. in the beginning of- no, I, you were, I love hearing that because I struggle with the idea of being an entrepreneur. Like I have recently launched a coaching business and I find it incredibly terrifying to not have someone 
as a boss, like someone kind of guiding what is going to happen day in and day out, what the objectives are, what the monthly goals are. I find it really, really quite terrifying to have to make all of those decisions and to feel a little bit alone while I'm doing it. So what I hear you saying is hold yourself accountable, pretend that there's another person, even if you know it's yourself, like whatever you got to do to make it easier for you to feel like, okay, all right, I've got a meeting request, even if it's with myself, like I got to I got to show up, I need to deliver, like, here we go. I thank you for being so honest. um, Because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, I do, I think some people are like, they're just so confident in themselves and their decision making. And then there's some people like, I definitely relate to the fact that it's like, I'm never sure if my decisions are the right decisions. And it can be a little bit, uh, can be a little bit scary sometimes. It's daunting. It is so daunting. And like when you, you know, as you get busier and busier, I find that it's really helpful because it allows you to schedule in time for yourself for that self-care as well. Right. Like it's so easy to get caught up in the meetings, whether or not they're with real people or yourself, (laughs) But, (laughs) but eventually I found myself like creating meetings where, you know, I was telling myself, okay, um, you know, at four 30, you are going to try to teach your son how to do something different or like, you know what I mean? Like I would, I would kind of create these little meetings for my personal life so that I didn't lose sight of, you know, what was required to keep me sane at the end of the day. But, um, and that's something I'm still getting better at, but uh, I wanted to say congratulations on starting your business because you have so much going on and I can't even imagine, you know, what goes through your mind with balancing everything um, um yeah, what you what lot. you're saying I, the calendar like I think I only recently only recently have started using a calendar like my gmail calendar my google calendar I don't even know what it's properly called up until now I've I've gone old school pen to paper I make daily to-do lists daily schedules and I realized that it was time for me to like enter the digital world just so that I can block out my days better and make sure to schedule in self-care sometimes. Like what you just shared about scheduling time with your son, scheduling in time for self-care, whatever that might look like. It's so easy to only work. It's only, it's so easy to like be so focused on what it is that you're trying to do in the world that it can sometimes be easy to forget about putting yourself first or your family first or not always be in this state of working. And so I find the calendar reminders of blocking out time is really, really helpful, whether it's, you know, a quick 20 minute walk in the middle of the day or a reminder to call a loved one. Like I find that really, really helpful. Like we are always on our technology. So let's do what we can to make sure that the technology is also supporting us in our wellness journeys. Cause we can't go out and be, you know, these like fierce, amazing individuals that we want to be if we're not taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. It's so easy to slip into just endless amounts of work. It's addicting. It's, it's, it's a thing that once you get into it, you can't stop yourself and uh, utilizing technology especially in today's world is, is so important for us to like really balance things out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still getting better at it. I'm not, I'm not by any means where I want to be, but I find that being able to also, uh, you know, a trick that I've learned recently is being able to ensure that what's in front of you is 
going to inspire self-care. So for instance, I follow you, I follow everything that you're doing. And it helps me because in times when I'm like not paying attention to my health at all, and I'm just scrolling, you know, through social media, I'll see something and go, oh, okay, she's made a really good point about that. Maybe I should be paying attention to that. And so I think that people need to be, you know, I think it's really helpful to be mindful of what we're following like what we're paying attention to because it, it does affect our brains. So like I, you know, my, my husband, he follows a ton of snowboarding accounts and he does it because it encourages him to get on the mountain every once in a while. Like it, it amps him up. And when he told me this, I was like, that's actually a really good idea to make sure that what you're following is what you're actually trying to incorporate into your lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, your your husband is just dropping knowledge. Eh? I know. Like, you should really be the one on this. No, it's a private. Maybe one day, one day. I do love to snowboard, so we could just talk about snowboarding all the time. Um, no, but it's it's so true. Like I. I had a, a business coach last year um, and he made a really good point because I had a pretty bad habit of right away in the morning going on my phone and haphazardly like scrolling Instagram. Like it was just a habit that I didn't realize was a habit until I realized and then I couldn't ignore it. And I was doing it right before bed too. And sometimes what I would see would inspire me. And then other times it would make me feel awful about myself or it would trigger me in some way. And then that's how I would either start my day or how I would try to go to sleep. And so I realized I was like, I got to take back some control. It, and you can, you can change it anytime. Like it doesn't have, like, I feel like that's also something we forget is we can follow and unfollow at our leisure. We can, uh, you know, if there's certain causes we care about, like that's something I've been paying more attention to. Like mm-hmm. I, I find that there's all these organizations that are doing incredible work and, and they should have our eyes. Like there's things that, that we should be paying attention to. And I feel like that's been happening more for everyone over the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's kind of, you know, following accounts that they've never followed before because they're tied to, to issues that are taking place in their communities. But um, yeah, I feel like it's exactly that having the control and taking it back um, because we can, I'm constantly learning right? Like we're all constantly learning whatever is put in front of us. And so Mm -hmm. if we can, if we can put a couple professionals or educators or people who have dedicated their lives to different causes, then, then we can be better people from Mm -hmm. their, you know, from them sharing. And so I am definitely always interested in learning about different individuals and people that are doing incredible work and, and bringing things to the forefront in in every area that needs attention right now (laughs) yeah and like you you do that with the the content you put out on mungree's social media channels like i want to talk about the happiness series with the harvard lecturer like you know what i mean you're you're tapping into content but you're making it educational and inspirational tell us about that well going into 2021 i don't know about you and i i kind of want to ask you the question here but like in January, every single year without fail, I go into a deep depression. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like anxiety mixed, mixed with, it's like the worst cocktail of depression, anxiety, and 
uh, high expectations. And I think it has everything to do with just the the natural tradition of New Year's Day um, and what that kind of involves in terms of like resolutions and goals and things like that. Um, but I always find that there's like this uh, kind of this heightening of in- unhappiness mm-hmm. and it happens perhaps because Christmas is so happy. Like it perhaps it's just like this, you know, downer perhaps, but like- Are we blaming Christmas right now? I mean- <laughs> We might be, we might be. I'll say holidays. Uh, yeah, the holidays are so joyful. And then all of a sudden it's like, stop, right? And the big question becomes, what are you doing with your life? Uh, and I'm definitely someone who's way too hard on themselves. So I, I found that, you know, it wasn't going to feel natural to just talk about peanut butter without talking about feelings and Mm -hmm. what we're all possibly experiencing considering the fact that we have this huge expectation of 2021 outperforming 2020 and being a happier, healthier year. And so we, we really thought about what can we do to give people kind of a deeper education on happiness uh, because we we know how great it is to eat good food and the feelings that it gives but we we wanted to kind of dig in a little deeper and um, Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar is someone that I had connected with back in 2017 uh, when I wanted to find someone to speak to the company I was working at. I wanted someone to come in as a guest speaker and I brought in this gentleman um, and he, not Dr. Tal Ben-Jahar, but, but uh, a guest speaker. And he came in and he actually kept referencing his book. Like throughout his speech, he would drop his name. And so by the end of his speech, which was a wonderful speech, I said, who's that person that you keep mentioning? Like, what's what's up with this happiness book? And he was like, oh, it's Dr. Talbot Shahar. Like, you should really read his book. I give it to everyone I know. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I reached out to Dr. Talbot Shahar and I actually asked him to sign a copy of the book as a gift um, for the, the, the individual that spoke to our company. And he responded and I was shocked because I was just like, wait a second, you can just reach out to a Harvard professor and get a response? Like, how does that even work? And um, I reached out to him and he was so kind and generous and he provided this, you know, signed copy of his book. And I thought of him, like, I I usually think of him all the time just because I reference his book all the time. Like now it's pretty much Bible to me. Like I'm always thinking about it. And I reached out to him and just asked him if he would want to be a part of the series and he graciously accepted. And I was, you know, even till now I'm in disbelief. Like I can't believe that he uh, is just so willing to, to share his work. And he, you know, has the most popular course uh, in Harvard history, um, which is quite an incredible uh <laughs> quite an incredible uh, statistic, I guess, that he gets to Seriously. hold close to him because um, it just comes to show how important happiness is to all of us. And mm-hmm. being able to share the science behind it is is cool. So we're, we're excited to be able to do that with him. And we have, uh, I think we 
we have one or two more episodes left, um, but we're having a lot of fun with doing these, you know, sort of multi-series uh, segments on different things. And it's, it's just been a lot of fun. That's, that's amazing. I'm sure there's been some really, really great takeaways um, for anyone and myself who's super curious. What is the title of the book? And for you, what has been like the biggest, most impactful takeaway from your conversations with Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar? Um, my biggest takeaway, um, so Happier is the book. And okay. uh, my, my biggest takeaway is that we can choose to do things throughout our daily lives to uh, invite happiness into our lives. And this upcoming episode that we're dropping um, is, is entirely about that. It's about what can you do daily to optimize your happiness. And there's certain things that we can do. And he just really emphasizes the fact that gratitude is something that will easily bring you joy. Um, and it's true. Like you think about it, you say thank you to someone uh, and you genuinely mean it. You end up reaping the rewards more than the other person yeah. because you're you're just so grateful. Like you're like, wow, this is I just thank someone. And, they, and, and it's not necessarily about doing something. Um, it's just about perhaps saying something or being there present for someone. Um, but gratitude is a big thing and it goes a long way. And I've learned a lot from him. Um, through reading that gratitude is like the biggest first way to to bring joy into your life and just having movement like being cognizant of the fact that we have to connect our mind and our body and feed our body with healthy activity Um, it doesn't mean you have to be like a fitness trainer or anything Uh, just remembering to go for those walks like you mentioned earlier and remembering to you know take those snowboarding trips every winter or whatever it is that will fulfill your mm-hmm. body and your mind and your soul. So um, those are sort of the big things that I try to practice the most. Um, but I just, I just feel like it's so important for us to first and foremost show gratitude to one another. Yeah. And, and showing gratitude, it, it doesn't really take much effort. It's something that everyone has access to. It doesn't cost a thing. And the benefits are undeniable. I mean, I'm sure that he covers this in this book, but there's so much research showing the impact of having a gratitude practice on a neurological level. So it's, it's like science and the data just backs it up. But then beyond that, you just, you feel good when you genuinely express gratitude towards someone else, Um, like genuine gratitude and also showing gratitude for yourself too. And that one's a little bit harder for sure. But I think sometimes we forget to be, to show that, that type of gratitude and that type of grace towards ourselves. And I love that movement is the other kind of big takeaway. I'm a big advocate of daily movement and you're right. It doesn't need to be a killer workout where you're squatting a bunch of weight. Like if that's your thing, awesome. Yeah. For me and what I try to talk about, talk a lot with my, my clients, my coaching community is like, let's find joy in movement. Like, what is it that makes you happy? Is it dancing with your kids in the living room? Is it going for a walk, listening to an amazing podcast? Is it snowboarding? Is it rock climbing? Like there's so many ways to 
move our bodies that sometimes we forget. We just think it's one thing. But Mm -hmm. if you're looking to nourish your body, then just move and find something that you actually look forward to. It'll make it so much easier for you to get up every day and to move your body. And it doesn't need to be for hours and on end, but just start small, like one act of gratitude a little bit of movement, just nourish yourself, nourish those around you. It makes such a difference, especially if you're feeling a little bit, you know, down and out right now. It's a tough time of year. It's cold. The days aren't that long yet. Um, These are really, really great action steps. Absolutely. And I, I do, (laughs) I do the quirkiest thing in the entire world, which is (laughs) I pay attention to when the streetlights go off and the only reason why I pay attention is because my son is obsessed with lights right now if he sees a light <laughs> like streetlight streetlight and he can't stop saying streetlight and so now I've created this habit of going for a walk when the streetlights change and whether that's morning or night but I pay attention to the street like I know exactly what hour of the day usually it's like four o'clock the streetlights come on or uh, in the morning it's around eight fifteen. the streetlights will turn off And so I go for a walk when the lights go off and on and I go with him and that's like my thing so that, you know, it's just a, it's just my way of, of making sure that we have that moment where he's able to scream at the top of his lungs that the streetlights are off, (laughs) Uh, but it just gives me a little bit of joy and allows me to have movement. So Yes. Uh, Oh gosh. I mean, I'm just hearing some awesome habit cues. You're like, great. That's my cue. This is my reward. Um, You're (laughs) doing it. You're doing it. And and I'm sure, and especially because you were saying like January is a bit hard. January is just a weird month. We put all this pressure on ourselves to all of a sudden be like brand new humans. But do you find it helps like when you go out and you move your body and you do the gratitude practice? For sure. It's, it's super helpful. And I think that, you know, from, from a nutritional standpoint as well, I, I'm a huge advocate for sort of just paying attention to what you're doing to your entire body, like what goes into it as well. But I do think that there's too much emphasis on what we intake sometimes. And I think that it's more about not necessarily switching diets in January, but I think it's more about just knowing that you're continuing to nurture yourself in any which way. Um, So like, we're always going to have days where we eat things that are not particularly recommended by doctors, but there's (laughs) going to be there's going or nutritionist, but there's going to be days where we want to eat things that are recommended. And I think that that's the biggest thing that we should do an assessment of is, are we still remembering to eat the things that are recommended? And then that's it. Like, that's it. Like, I don't think that it needs to be um, anything harsh on our bodies. Um, But I, I'm completely understanding of anyone who uses January as like a reset or perhaps a cleansing or a detox or any of those things. But for me, myself, I find that I just sort of look into my pantry and I go, do I still have the right snacks? And then, and then I, and then I continue on for the rest of the year and, uh, yeah. and try to learn new recipes. And that's about it. <laughs> I mean, I like that. I like, it feels sustainable your way of, of doing January. I think I can hundred percent get behind that. Um, I love talking wellness. I love talking wellness with everyone because it doesn't matter who you are. Like wellness is something that either, 
you're like, yep, I've got my wellness practice. I see how important it is. Or you're just like, oh, maybe now's the right time to kind of incorporate it into my life. And it sounds like when launching a business and having um, your little boy, your little man who loves lights, you've been able to kind of see what your wellness routine can look like given everything that you've got on your plate. And I think that's super inspiring that you are a mom, you are an entrepreneur, you, you've got, you're wearing a lot of hats and yet wellness and self-care to some degree is so really important to you. Uh, It's the most important. I find that it just kind of puts me at ease a lot. Like it, 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 when I know that I'm taking care of myself or when I know that I'm at least trying to look after myself, then I can feel a little bit better throughout my day. But I find that like, if I stop paying attention to everything, if I feel like I'm falling apart, then it definitely plays into my mood (laughs) and I can, I can feel it. Like I can feel when I perhaps haven't done something that just brings me a little bit more happiness. Um, And I, I have my little things like I, I try to try new things for my skin every once in a while. I try to try new fitness exercises every once in a while because I am, I am a graduate of the Taibo world. I love Taibo. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. <laughs> no, would never. I think Billy Blanks is under uh, appreciated in life. I just feel like he began the at-home workouts and um, they have always worked. So that's what I lean into. And now I'm starting to open up and and try new routines. But uh, I think it's just all about discovering new things and giving, giving things a try when it comes to wellness. Well, I'm glad that Taibo is bringing you joy. And the last thing I want to touch on, because we have to touch on it, is I'm sure a day and a moment and an iconic, oh, just thing that happened that will forever bring you joy. And that was when Mumgrey was included on Beyonce's website last summer. I mean, I can't even form a sentence. It makes me so excited to just like say that out loud because that was a lived experience for you. But how did that happen? How did you find out? And did you see the effect of, of Beyonce on your business? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you had the best. Uh, I feel like you had the exclusive when it came to my first reaction. <laughs> That video is still floating around, by the way. Uh, it gets a lot of views, but I, I definitely feel the effect. I think it's interesting because I feel like the biggest Beyonce effect is her effect that she actually had on me personally. Like, I feel like, of course, with the brand, it definitely, you know, amplified our, our mission and our goals. And, and she really put us out there. But one of the things that ended up happening was she really kicked me into high gear like it's 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 one of these things where I never want to take for granted having that uh visibility Mm. and recognition and so now I I feel like I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my entire life I feel like every day we're we're creating concepts and ideas and and new product that is derived out of having that recognition for her. Like, I don't know if I would be working this hard if I didn't have that moment take place. And I think that it's because that moment confirmed that what we were doing was the right thing and that it was um, something that was 
changing people's lives and eating habits. And, and I think that, you know, it just really gave us reassurance that we needed to keep going, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, when for all small businesses, it felt like we had no idea what was going to happen next. And as someone who had kind of taken this big leap of faith months before the pandemic, just in October of 2019, I, for me, it was like, oh, wow, okay, she's paying attention. So I need to do better, be better, try my hardest. Um, If you should, if you could only see the smile, (laughs) you're giving me goosebumps. (laughs) But it was surreal. I will say that. I mean, the whole thing is still like, I still pinch myself. I still can't believe it. I'm still the biggest beehive member of all time. Uh, Just, I want to give myself the president role, even though I'm sure there's someone else that's much more qualified, but (laughs) I, I, you know, have been to so many concerts and uh, know every single album. And I just, I worship her. I think she's incredible and continues to reign supreme when it comes to all things. So. I mean, if you became the president, then no one would go mumgry. You know, so that's not a bad thing. I feel like the hive would be down. Right? <laughs> I I love the hive so much. It's yeah, it's it's been it's been an incredible ride, but it it's just I find that the biggest thing has been that she's just inspired me to work really, really hard. Um, because I see I mean, we all see her doing it. And yeah, seriously. There's that joke of like <laughs> Beyonce, what was the one that says Beyonce only has 24 hours in a day? And I remember that. Like, as I go through life, I'm like, okay, well, what would Beyonce be doing right now? (laughs) I I have no idea who said that, but that quote is a quote that has resonated with so many and has come up in a ton of conversations because if Beyonce only has 24 hours in a day, then we better, we better make moves. Like we better work hard. Yeah, like we have to work really, really hard. And it's, <laughs> it, it'll test you like it'll, you'll break down, you'll have moments of like complete, utter defeat. And, you know, it's not easy. Like there's so many, there's so many, I keep saying, I'm going to write a book by the end of all this, because there's so many things that I've experienced that nobody knows about, because I try not to like, you know, put out too much of the of the challenges all the time, because I want other people to just give things a try and just go for mm-hmm. it. But um, there's so many challenges. Like there's so many things that that small businesses and that I would say black women in business experience that are curveballs and just surprising. And you're just like, wait a minute, I didn't know that that was gonna happen. Like now I got to figure out this and that and the third. And, and that's what makes me really admire her at the end of the day is when you realize how long she's been doing this and how well she's been doing everything she does. Like it's incredible. No, I think it's amazing that you are, you know, choosing to put out a lot of positive energy into the world, but I also think it takes a lot of courage and strength to say it's been a struggle. And so you mentioned the struggles that you faced as a black woman in, in business, you know, for anyone who's listening to this, who relates to that, who wants to go out and start a business, like what advice do you have to share just about like keeping going when you do face challenges? The biggest advice that I received was from one of my best friends, um, Shane Eli, which we, we did interview him for one of our podcast episodes. 
uh, one of the biggest things that he has shared with me is just like remember to stay focused and to block things out when required. Like don't feel like you have to have everything in front of you. Uh, don't feel like you have to answer to every single person. Remember to hold on to your vision and um, almost treat yourself like a horse, like just keep your blinders on and just keep going until you can pay attention to other things um, because you don't want to lose sight of what you're working on. It's so easy to do that. And it's so easy to feel challenged um, because of what someone thinks should be uh, required for you or what, what someone thinks you're deserving of. Um, but you just have to hold on to your vision is the biggest thing. Mm. Stay focused, keep those blinders on, stay connected to your why, to your mission statement, and also to the impact. Like, you know, at, at first glance, people think nut butters, you don't really think too much of the impact, but you really, you're taking, you're taking this product and, and you're making it so much more than just something we consume. It's about community. It's about inclusivity. It's about quality. It's about educational content like you are doing so many things like thank you for doing what you're doing um and for wow. creating a product that is so delicious and high quality and cruelty free and vegan it's and canadian and it's just it's amazing yeah thank you i mean thank you for saying that because half the time we're over here going does anyone know what we're doing are we crazy <laughs> like or are we nuts because half the time we're like you know we joke about it but it's like we'll go from peanut butter to racism in a flip and then like recently on the weekend we did a playlist with all of our favorite djs like we do wild nutty things that just come to our mind and we don't know whether or not it's okay but i think that that goes back to the first thing i just said which is like you just have to hold on to your folk your vision and just believe that someone will understand what you're trying to do yes um, I, I think it's amazing that you you cover all those topics because I mean, we are multifaceted individuals and people who like nut butters are also multifaceted. And like when they, they pick up a product or they discover you, they're not just getting a nut butter. They're, they're getting everything you're putting out into the world, you know? And I think it's awesome that you're showing all these different sides and having all these different conversations. Thank you. Yeah. It's something that is really important for us. We, we find it actually difficult to navigate social media. Surprisingly, it's it's one of our I think it's one of our biggest challenges just because we don't see it in the traditional sense. Like we don't we can't imagine going to the Mumgri, you know, social pages and seeing just nut butters all day long. As much as we <laughs> love to drool over it and <laughs> consume it, there's yeah. times where we're like, okay, we need to like, it can't just be a cloud photo. Like we need to like do something or say something or be a part of a conversation. Like it's just, for us, it's 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 like playing a constant game of, of figuring out what makes sense, but um, we're having fun and- yeah. I'm glad that you're you're seeing it. <laughs> That's one person. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> no, trust me. Trust me. My our healthiest hot team was very excited 
Um, I'm, I'm telling you that from like the bottom of my heart, very, very excited that this conversation was happening with you uh, to talk about your story and to talk about your company and everything, uh, you know, that, that brought you here. So just know you are seen what you are doing is not going unnoticed. And my last question, because I'm just so curious after doing this for a couple of years, are you sick of nut butters? Are you still down? I am so down. It's nothing <laughs> funny. It's actually really hard when I switch up to anything else because I find that my mood changes like every single day, every single day I have peanut butter with bananas in some form or fashion, whether it's on toast, whether it's in a smoothie, whether it's in a smoothie bowl, like I'm always combining those two things. And I have certain mornings where, you know, if we're super busy and I just don't get around to it, then I'll have, you know, coffee or whatever it is. And I can just tell the difference in, in how I behave and how I feel. And so, yeah, I'm, I, it's like, I can't go a day without peanut butter. Like every day I have to have it every single day. <laughs> See, you are doing exactly what you are meant to be doing. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. You were so generous and sent over a couple of your products when I interviewed you back in the summer and I didn't share with my boyfriend. I didn't. It's, <laughs> it's not so, cool to share it. It's really, it's, so, it creates more problems. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to admit it, but I feel like I need to be honest. I took a bite um, of each flavor and I decided that the pistachio chocolate almond butter, I was not going to share. And and like, that was mine. I hit it. I like put it on a secret part of the pantry that I just know he doesn't go back there. And it's <laughs> my secret stash. Well, we know all the hiding spots. So if you ever need like a new hiding spot, just let me know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, thank you so, so much. Um, we'll Thank make sure you. to put the social links and your website down below in the description for anyone who wants to check out any and all of Lillian's creations. Um, thank you so much. It was so nice getting to reconnect with you. We're, we're just going to need to keep doing this, you know, like this is my second yes. time chatting with you and I don't want it to be the last. Yes, I would love to chat again. And thank you. And I'm so proud of everything that you're doing and it's so necessary and beautiful. And I just, I, you know, I'm here anytime to, to I, I mean, I love being a viewer, but if you ever need anything, we are at your service because we just love what you're doing. Like, it's so awesome. And oh. um, yeah, we were fans. <laughs> we're Amazing. Fans. Well, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Thank you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. Now, if you enjoyed this chat, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And of course, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week.